From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Mark. Mark works in the MTTC, the Manufacturing Training and Technology Center at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mark, welcome to Talking Technicians. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here. So let's start kind of with a sense of place. Where do you live and how long have you been there for? So I live in a suburb just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, called Rio Rancho. And I've lived there for the past 25, 27 years. And is there anyone else in your household? I have a wife and a daughter who's currently going to college at the University of New Mexico. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So tell me about where you work. Uh, What's your job title and what do you do day to day? My job title is microelectronics technician which is a fancy word for we do it all. (laughs) We have a clean room here that uh, we can do MIMS with on silicon and some other substrates. And I have a coworker. He and I manage the whole clean room. We do everything from cleaning the floors to working on the equipment or bringing contractors in if it's something that we can't do ourselves. We handle all of the chemicals, all of the gases, all of the materials, all of the um, consumables. So we pretty much cover it all between the two of us. There's a lot of responsibility in that. Mark, you mentioned that the MTTC makes MEMS devices. What is a MEMS device? What does that stand for? It's a microelectronic machine, okay? It will actually have some moving parts. You know, when you're driving in your car and the new ones and it has a little sensor that tells you you're getting out of your lane or something like that. Well, those are little MIMS devices that actually pick that kind of stuff up and sense it. A lot of times they're used for sensors and there's a lot of other little things they do with them. Los Alamos National Labs and Sandia National Labs do a lot of MIMS work with very sophisticated types of MIMS. And do you work mostly with PhD researchers, engineers, or with other technicians? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we work with all of them. We work with grad students. We work with professors. We work with engineers from companies that come in and use our clean room. So we get a nice wide span of all of it. And they're all professional and they're all very nice to work with. And would you say you work individually or that you work in a team? Well, as I stated before, I have a coworker, and he and I pretty much do everything. We have a manager, we have a director and a couple of admins. That's our whole big team right there. And are there any professional growth opportunities at the MTTC? Uh, Do you continue learning things? Yes, I learn something new just about every day. I'm always running across something I haven't seen before or some kind of an issue or a problem that a grad student has or something like that. So we get challenges as far as growth opportunities. We're kind of solidified in our job here. But as I said before, it encompasses a lot. So, you know, it's always different day to day. 
Do you remember what it felt like your first day of work going into the MTTC? Overwhelming. Why did it feel overwhelming? There's just so much to deal with. And uh, so many things were broken when I first got here. And it, it was overwhelming to see a clean room that was not taken care of the way that it needed to be. And so over the years, my coworker and I, and you interviewed him also, have brought this clean room up to an outstanding level. And we take a lot of pride in it. Mark, you mentioned that you work in a clean room and you got a lot of pride in that clean room. Uh, Can you explain a little bit about what is a clean room? So a clean room is, uh, it's like a laboratory and we have laminar flow air. So our air is filtered through a half micron filter coming in so that there's, you know, literally almost no particles. We're considered a class 1000 clean room, which is 1000 particles per million, but In reality, we're much cleaner than that. We're closer to a class 100 clean room. And is there special personal protective equipment that you need to wear when you go to work? Absolutely. Um, As soon as you get in the gown room, you're going to put on a a hair cover, a head cover, a face cover. With me, it's not really a beard cover. It's a big face cover. And um, then we wear a smock. We have to wear protective gloves, either nitrile or latex. And then we wear protective booties on our shoes, kind of like the ones you wear to go see a new house showing or something. And that's to keep the particles down inside the clean room because humans are the biggest particle generator in there. If everybody's wearing the same thing in the clean room, how do you tell each other apart? Well, it's not that tough. You can still see faces, you know. Uh, We do wear um, safety glasses also. So you, you can see each other. Now, when I worked for Intel, I worked for Intel for 25 years as a technician. It was a little tougher because we were in full bunny suits. And the only thing you could see was people's eyes. You learned who people were by the way they walked and how they had their balance and what their eyes looked like. <laughs> so, Mark, you mentioned that you worked at Intel for a while. Can you talk about your experience working as a technician there? What did you learn and how did it help in your current role? Oh, it was what allowed me to have the um, experiences that they needed here to get this job without working at Intel. I never would have been able to get this job. I was there for 25 years. I actually retired as a senior equipment technician out there and a lead for the uh, chemical vapor deposition tungsten tools. Um, I started out as an operator and in six months went to a technician position and stayed in the technician world for the rest of the 25 years. Absolutely loved it. I like working with equipment. I like troubleshooting. I like to analyze, you know, the different processes in the equipment. So for me, it was very fulfilling working there. I went through a lot of different areas. Some people will stay in one area their whole time. I went through the whole set of areas that I could so I could be well-rounded, you know, and be very marketable as a technician. And besides doing uh, technician-type work, such as uh, repairing equipment, uh, what other kinds of things did you do at Intel? Oh, I was a trainer. I was a developer of uh, programs for training for different sets of equipment. Um, I was also what took over the position for field engineers from um, other companies for the tungsten tools, uh, saving the company over a million dollars a year in techni- in field service engineering costs. I went through all the field service engineer classes. I covered for engineering a lot of times when they were on vacation. 
Um, just a lot, a lot of paperwork, you know, well, it's all on computer, but a lot of our paperwork, a lot of things that you're responsible for. The responsibility is very heavy, but uh, also, you know, when you're working with the most sophisticated equipment in the world, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. How is your job different at the MTTC compared to your work as a technician at Intel? Uh, well, I don't have near as much responsibility here, <laughs> even though I cover more areas of stuff. Um, we're not production here, you know, we're research and development. So it's a whole different frame of mind with production. It's always, when is the equipment going to be up? How much can you put out on your shift? You know, and you need to have those answers, at least to the best of your ability. And if you don't, then you let the engineers know, I'll find out and let you know here. It's, it's not as, uh, there's not as much pressure. What, what they want you to do is they want you to get it right, however long it takes. So there's a difference there. Intel wanted it right, and they wanted it right now. <laughs> but I, I loved working out there. I really did. But I figured after 25 years, that was enough. I was ready to move to another place. Mark, you mentioned that you did some training of other technicians. Can you talk a little bit about that experience at Intel? Sure, sure. Um, so because I was the lead tech and, and the tool owner for the tungsten deposition tools, I went to a lot of classes. I went out of state to a lot of different classes and got a lot of training. And then I was expected to come back and be able to train the other technicians in what I'd learned. So I would have to write up procedures. Sometimes they were actual books and teach them how to, to use the robots, teach them how to set up the robots, teach them the proper ways to set up a vacuum chamber and how to clean it, how to remove parts, how to put them back on. Everything had to be documented and somebody had to write those documents. And I was the lucky one to be able to do that. And did you participate in things like hiring or interviewing? I did. Um, early on when I was working in lithography before I moved to the tungsten tool, I was not completely happy with some of the quality of techs that they were hiring in. And, and I went and I asked my supervisors, I says, how do I have a say in who you hire? They said, you get on the interviewing team. And so I started taking the steps and got on the interviewing team and was an interviewer for 18 years. They uh, started me out on phone interviews and then they took me off of them because nobody made it past the phone interviews with me. <laughs> so they put me on person to person interviews. And uh, what are some of the things that you learned uh, interviewing for other technicians? Um, well, you learn a lot about the levels of knowledge for these people that are interviewing. And, and it's a big thing because you'll get some people that are very knowledgeable. And then when you ask them, and they give you set questions. You have to ask everybody the same questions. And when you ask them the questions and then ask them to elaborate, some elaborate real well and some don't know how. You know, they, they just they can answer the question, but they don't know where to go with the information after that. So you kind of know, OK, this one's you know going to be a, a first time junior tech coming in. Some of the other ones will maybe be in the middle and some of them will come walk right in as senior technicians because they really know what they're talking about. And that's how you have to kind of classify them as to what level they are and where they need to come in and where they might fit the best within the company. What are one or two tips that you'd have for current community college students who uh, want to be technicians like you are? So when you get ready to put a resume out to a company, Find out what the company's about and texture your resume to what they do. 
say they build windows, okay? So what you wanna do is you wanna find out everything that you know that they can use about building those windows and put it in your resume. You know, you just do bullets because they'll ask you questions about it later. So you always texture your resume to the company that you're gonna submit it to and do a little research so you're prepared to answer their questions. So you had a long career at Intel and then moved on to the University of New Mexico. How did you get that first job at Intel? What was your education or work experience before that? Well, I was a professional mechanic for about 12 years and before and after the Air Force. I got I went to DeVry for a while and then I got some very in-depth technical training in the Air Force. I worked on the F-15 fighter jets on the avionics. And that's what really kind of um, gave me an edge into electronics and things to where I actually got an interview. It took me two years of resumes with Intel to actually get an interview. I have a stack of thank you, but we don't have a position for you letters that I look back at every once in a while just to make me smile. You know, because you've got to realize you're going to get some rejection. Don't, you know, don't stop um, putting out resumes or putting it to a company you want to work for just because you got a no thank you letter, you know, re- redo your resume, try again. Intel would only accept one every six months or every six months I was dropping one in. Mark, you mentioned that you had some experience in the Air Force. What parts of your work in the Air Force were useful for you when you worked as a technician? So I worked on avionics. Um, I worked on the radar and the computer systems the navigation systems, and a lot of the interface with the other systems. Um, With that, I had knowledge of computers and interface and stuff like that, which is something Intel was looking for. Um, Also, you know, good electrical knowledge, basic electrical knowledge, a little bit of in-depth, because they did ask questions about that, you know, and I was able to answer the questions, and that's what really helped me out a lot. What type of uh, reporting or communication uh, do you do as a technician? Well, as a technician, um, I do, I take care of the scheduling for the equipment for the people that want to use it inside the lab. We have a calendar set up where they can schedule it, and I make sure there's no conflicts of interest. I make sure the equipment is going to be able to do what they need it to do. So I have to communicate with the different engineers and the PhDs and the PhD students as to what they're trying to do, you know, make sure that there's not going to be any contamination in a certain piece of equipment or something like that. So a lot of communication with the people that want to use the lab, you know, not too much with my boss. All he does is come in and say, is everything good? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What was something unexpected about working at Intel that you only found out once you started as a technician there? Uh, Going to the defect metrology meetings. Um, defects are a huge thing when you're working with semiconductors and I did not expect the just straight blunt questioning and you know the engineers would just confront you straight up uh, about what's going on what your equipment doing this and that stuff and they expected answers and if you didn't have the answer you had to let them know okay this is when I'll have an answer for you if I can get the information and they were I would say almost cutthroat, but not really. They were just very straight to the point. There was no messing around. There's, you know, no community talking or anything. It's just figure this out and fix it. So I was a little surprised at how blunt that was. 
after a while you kind of get used to it and your skin gets thicker and never take personally what's aimed at you professionally. Mark, you mentioned that this was in defect metrology. What do those two words mean? What is defect metrology? Okay, so metrology is where they analyze the different steps of the process when they're making chips on a wafer, okay? Defect metrology are the guys that come out and say, look, you're killing our dye. We're only getting this percentage of dye out of a wafer. It's not acceptable. And so it's they have a lot of power within the whole organization because they're the guys that are trying to get you to figure out how to fix a problem. So a lot of, a lot of pressure from those guys, you know, to get things right and stuff. And once you kind of figure out how it works, it's not so bad. In, in the beginning, I felt like they were walking all over me, but after a little while, like I said, I, I learned to keep my feet solid and got a little bit thicker skin and did, did pretty well. What was something unexpected about moving from industry when you're working at Intel to working at a research lab at the University of New Mexico? I guess the people that I work with, I, I was very surprised because I knew I was coming into an area where, you know, we have students here that don't know anything about the clean room until they're exposed to it. But their eagerness to learn um, surprised me. You know, their eagerness to absorb what they were taught and some of the intelligent questions they ask is like, well, these guys are asking questions just like if they've been doing this for a while. So it really surprised me about the intelligence of the people that I'm working with now. Very refreshing. Mark, how did your life change when you became a technician? And what do you feel like you accomplished over those 25 years? Well, I gained a lot of knowledge about things I had no idea about in the beginning. Um, There's things I know now that I can talk to that completely go over most people's heads. You know, so the knowledge base is incredible. Also, because I did it for as long as I did, and, and I did well, I, I've always been a go-getter and always tried to, you know, hustle and get it done right the first time and move on to something else. I was able to progress, you know, through the ranks and stuff, paid off my house, got a nice vehicle, I'm a hot air balloon pilot, I could afford a hot air balloon, things like that. So those are some of the nice things about it. You know, it, it really made my life better as far as creature comforts go. How do you feel like your career or the industry has developed uh, since you started working as a technician? Um, Boy, so when I first started with Intel as a technician, the chips were about the size of a quarter. Now they're about the size of a pinhead. Um, Big changes in, in the dimensions and what they can do and the size they can do it in. Just amazing. I understand how it all works, and it's still kind of magic. What advice would you give current students or people who want to transition careers and work like a, and work as a technician like you do? Well, get some schooling on you know what you want to do. Um, try and find a course that'll kind of give you a lead in, kind of like we have here at the university. Um, make sure that your math is, you know, pretty decent. I use math a lot all the time. Algebra is is a big one. I don't use trigonometry too often and, uh, I don't use calculus at all, (laughs) 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 but I do use algebra on a semi-regular basis. And I use a lot of just normal math. Do you feel like there's an opportunity for technicians to join the workforce right now? We are so short on technicians right now in the workforce. Yes, it's 
it's wide open. I get job offers daily, you know, and I'm not young. I'm not a, a young man out there anymore. And I'm still getting job offers daily from these headhunters and stuff. You know, it, it's, there's some satisfaction in that, although I really like where I'm working, so I don't have any want to change. But there's a lot of technician jobs out there that are real short on them, so now is a prime time. How much do you think entry-level technicians make when they start? Well, that's a good question. Um, A lot of it is regional. It it depends on what the cost of living or the company they want to go to work for is. But it's always better than minimum wage. It's, It's always, you know, at least... You're going to start out at least thirty to forty thousand dollars, you know, as as a technician within a decent company. If you're going for a smaller company, it might be less, but um, those are pretty much starting wages when you go in. You know, it took me a long time to get up there, but when I first started, minimum wage was four dollars and eighty five cents an hour, and that's what I started at Intel with. But I also got a lot of benefits and bonuses and all kinds of stuff. I made quite a bit more than that when I left. You did mention that there were benefits and bonuses associated with working as a technician. What kind of benefits did you enjoy? Um, So insurances, you know, um, Intel had one of the best insurance packages out there. They worked 12-hour shifts for the compressed work week, four days on, three days off, three days on, four days off. It was like having a vacation every week. Um, That was kind of a nice one. Um, Like I said, the pay scale is a little better than most things for technicians and uh, every so often, if the company was making money, we did too. We would get stock options for the company and 401k matching. So, I mean, that's hard to beat. So Mark, do you have a final call to action for students or people who want to transition careers and work as a technician like you? Um, Well, like I said, you know, do your homework, uh, look into the company you want to go to work for, find out what they're about so that you can talk to them, you know, from what you think you can do for their company. And they'll ask you, you know, why do you want to go to work for our company? Make sure you know why you want to go to work for them. And uh, like I said, you know, if you can get any electronics training or semiconductor training or whatever kind of technician training you want to go into, it's always a, a plus, you know, if it's the difference between somebody that doesn't have it and, and you do, you'll be the one they'll put on the workforce. Mark, thank you so much for talking with me about your role as a technician and your work in the industry. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Well, thank you, Peter. It's been my pleasure. Bye now. Bye. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.